Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Um, Get your Bible or your electronic device. And while you're doing that, I want to say to all in the room and those that are viewing, Happy Mother's Day to you all. Happy Mother's Day to you all. And um, we're going to go forth a little bit differently this morning, which is, is fine. Different is not always bad. I'm going to share a little bit, 15 minutes or so. And Pastor Deborah's going to come up and she's going to share. And then I'm going to close out. And we're going to talk about mothers today. And uh, the topic, the title of this message for your ability to grab a hold of it, see it, pick it up, is simply real mothers. We're going to talk about real mothers, and you're going to hear some things today. And uh, I, I believe the Holy Spirit's going to make some things very plain to you. I could say some things to you directly, but I just feel led this morning to let the Holy Ghost help you understand what's in the Word today. Amen. So get your Bible or your electronic device again and turn to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3 could be really somewhat biblically technical, biblically specific. And I'm trusting Holy God, Holy Spirit will help us know how to take the word and apply it to our right now. Amen. If you're a mother, say, I'm a mama. Come on, somebody. Celebrate y'all mothers. My mother passed 16 years ago. 16 years. So everybody doesn't have a mother living. And you've heard me say this over the years. And I'll say it again. If your mother's alive, you need to love her, honor her, respect her. I'm telling you, you do. I'm telling you. Trust me. Trust me. Amen. Genesis chapter 3, <coughs> excuse me, verse number 20. Let's read that out loud. Those of you online as well, ready, begin. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Bow your heads. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for, again, another opportunity that you afforded us to enter into your house, enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. We're humbled, we're overwhelmed, and we're blessed to be able to call you our God. Minister to us by your spirit through the gift that's in front of us and the gifts that you have given us. Let the anointing be heavy upon me and Pastor Deborah. Let it be heavy upon the ears of the people to hear and their hearts so the word is sown in good ground and brings forth fruit all for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Real mothers. Real mothers. Why? Why did we title this message real mothers? That's suggesting that they're fake mothers. That's suggesting that there are mothers that aren't really mothers at all. So Adam called his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living. This is Genesis 3.20 where we started. Uh, the word or name Eve in Hebrew, write this down, it means point of departure. Point of departure. Mothers are a point 
of departure. Mothers are important. Mothers, watch this now, mothers are critical to life on earth. For thousands of years, thousands, thousands of years, you couldn't be on earth and call yourself human if you didn't come through a mother. Think about it. Think about it. You, you, you couldn't be. You couldn't have. You couldn't exist on earth as a person unless you came through a mother. Wow. That may not mean much to you at this moment, but I believe it will as we, as we talk. So mothers are the point of departure. Watch this. From the mind of God, <laughs> through the woman, <clears throat> excuse me, through the mother into this world. I'm going to say that again. Maybe my throat messed up your hearing. Mothers are the point of departure from the mind of God. In other words, every human being, I'm using my words specifically, intentionally, every human being made in the image and likeness of God that God wanted on the planet started in his mind. Then he put it in the womb of a mother. And the mother birthed us here. This is why you need to never forget you're not an accident. Which is why we also need to, hmm, I guess it's clear, yeah. We need to stop, if we are, telling people they're a mistake. Because every human being <laughs> that's made in the image and likeness of God first started in the mind of God, and then they went into the womb of their mother in order to come onto the planet Earth. So, technically, biblically speaking, your mother didn't create you. She was used as a vehicle to get us here. Mm. Can we mess with some principalities and some powers? Can we pull down strongholds in the mind? <clears throat> See, to be human, human, humus, <laughs> to be human is to come from a woman that's made in the image and likeness of God that gave birth to us. Proof text. God tells the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1, 5, God says, before I formed you in the womb, before, before you got in your mama's womb, I knew you. Which means you and I existed before we were in our mother's womb and we existed before we were born into the world. If you ain't scared, somebody shout Roe v. Wade. Now let me back up and help you a little bit better. God said. Now, again, 
Forgive me for my excitement. But I'm always excited about the word. So this shouldn't surprise you. That God wants to save this today. I'm overwhelmed. I always am. Why? Because again, God wants us to remember the things he says are important. Not the things the culture or society says are important. Oh, I'm helping you better than you realizing it. We are to remember what God says. Because God and his word are what? Eternal. Supreme Court decisions never are. God said to Jeremiah the prophet, before, 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 before I put you in your mama's womb, I knew you. That means Jeremiah had personage, personhood. He existed. That means you existed before you were in your mother's womb. That means I existed before we were in our mother's womb. That means all of us that, that were born of a woman existed in the mind of God before we were in the womb of our mother. God says, I knew you before you were born. I called you, I chose you, and I appointed you. That means that you and I had existence before we came into the world. We existed. Do you think you were any less real in the mind of God than you are right now? Say lie. We were more real, dare I say, in the mind of God than we are right now. Because when we existed in the mind of God, let me use my sanctified imagination, we were not sinners. We had no issues. We had no, ba no baggage, no, no, no uh, proclivities, no failures, no weakness. Let, let, me, let me slow down because this may be a little bit hard for some of y'all. So, so, so Edward James Logan, me, when I existed in the mind of God, I still had hair. Okay, I got you now. Okay, so now let's walk. Let's walk together. When, when you and I existed in the minds of God, we were perfect. God thinks perfect thoughts. Mm, mm, mm. So God knew us, those of us that were born of a woman. I got to stop. Clear that. Clarify that. I'm just going to throw some stuff out here at you. How many of you are old enough to remember, at least in my time, in my lifetime, some of the first scientific experiments with humanity, test tube babies? Remember them? Yeah. Have you heard anything else about them? What, what, where are they at? What are they doing? Is anybody in here a test tube baby? Only those born of a woman are considered human in the eyes of God. Ooh-wee. Before I put you in your mother's belly, you existed. You had a purpose, you have a meaning, and you have a destiny. Before. Before. 
am I? Who are we? Who is anyone to stop what was in the mind of God? It's quiet up in here. I knew it would be. I'm glad I've been doing this for 25 years because stuff like this make your average person nervous. Who, who is anyone to say that a child doesn't have a purpose? <laughs> when God said, before you were born, I knew you. And the reason I put you in your mother's womb is because I knew I wanted you on the earth. Jesus. Let, let me move on because pastor's got to get up here. See, for some, mm -hmm, it's not easy to talk like this today because society has caused the church to drift away from strict biblical definitions. You better hear me today. God created us the way he wanted us to be. So then, <laughs> every male in the room say hey. Every female in the room say hey. hey. Now there was revelation in that little bitty elementary exercise because I didn't ask the men in the room to say hey, and I didn't ask the ladies to say hey, because you can't. You're not supposed to because you're different. God made you that way. God called us male and female. God did that. Why? Because he created us. Nobody else was there. Society. Somebody say society. society. Say culture. culture. Culture has moved us from these strict biblical definitions. Some of us, it was online, I didn't watch a lot of it. Some of it I did, some of it I heard on, on the radio as I'm traveling to and fro. But, but when the, during the confirmation of Judge Kadanji Brown Jackson, when they asked her to define a woman. Wow, I was, I was blown away while I was listening to that whole exchange. Because in my little simplified mind, it's easy to define a woman. I've been married to one for 34 years. I certainly know what a woman is. I mean, I knew what drugs were the first time I took them. How am I not going to know what a woman is? The culture. Society is changing the definitions of things God has already defined. 
and we are allowing it. Somebody say, shame on us. So, we'll get to that in a minute here. Man, time goes so fast when the microphone is in your hand. See, God creates humans and places them in mother's wombs so he can deposit specific giftings in particular places. You better, man. See, the reason you, with your gifted self, were born where you were is because God wanted you to be nurtured and raised up there. Because he knew if you didn't stay there where you were ultimately going to end up, what you were trained and nurtured to be would manifest where you end up. Mm. What does that mean? God wants, the reason you're here is because there's something God put in you, you need to deposit here. I got to let the Holy Ghost help you. I can't, I can't break it all down for you today. See, there's a gift in you, and you are a gift. Say that with me. There's a gift in you, and you are a gift. <laughs> See, again, mothers are not creators. Please write this down. Mothers are not creators. They're simply incubators. Wow. I got to control myself today. Mm-mm-mm. Mothers are not creators. Mothers are incubators of what God had in his mind that he put in your womb so that when, you're, when the baby is born, you know how to raise it up, train it, nurture it to be what God wants it to be. Mm. An incubator is a controlled environment. A mother's womb is a controlled environment. Hallelujah. It's used to care and protect the life of the child before it manifests in the earth. Prenatal care is one of the terms used. Oh, God. Mm, mm, mm. So I got to move on. One of the reasons Mary, the mother of Jesus, has been so venerated is because she is the mother of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. She's venerated because of how she nurtured and trained up Jesus. She gets honor because of how she raised up the seed that came out of her womb. That's why Mother's Day exists to honor mothers who nurture children that came from their womb that did great things in the earth to bless everybody. Uh Uh-oh. It's going to get tricky now. Can we get tricky? Because that's what real mothers do. Real mothers, <laughs> they know even before they get pregnant what they want their children to do. They pray and ask God, who is this child? What is he or she to accomplish when I bring them into the earth realm? Come on, somebody. Somebody named Hannah understood that very, very well. But, but there are some folk, they just having sex and having children and don't know what to do with them, aren't teaching them anything, and therefore don't know that they are a menace to society. 
But a real mother, no, I'm not going to let you steal. I'm not going to quit lying. You can't be a liar. If you're a liar and you steal, you'll be a thief. Stop that. That's what real mothers do. It's what real mothers do because real mothers know you got to live with some other people. I'm going to say everything you do is cute and funny and let you get away with everything because you have to live with other people. Luke 141. Get ready, Pastor. Luke 141 and 42. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, Elizabeth is John the Baptist's mother. The baby inside her leaped when Elizabeth, who was pregnant, <laughs> got in the presence of Mary, who was pregnant with the Messiah. Something happened inside Elizabeth's womb. Her baby leaped. And the Bible says Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Jesus' existence on earth was so powerful, while he was still in the womb, he could get you filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't know why you ain't getting filled right now. Jesus had yet to be born into the earth, but yet because he was in his mother's womb who was on the earth, he still had power to impact the lives of people even before he was born. If I was you and I was watching in this, I would lift my hands right now and say, Jesus, impact me now with your power. Impact me now. Verse 42, and spoke up in a loud voice, this is Elizabeth, how blessed are you, speaking to Mary, among women. You're blessed among women. You are blessed among all the women in the world that were ever born or will ever be born. Why? Because of what's in your womb. What God put in your womb makes you a blessing. Mothers. Hey, hallelujah. What God put in your womb makes you a blessing. When God put that baby in your womb, it made you a blessing. Even if that baby ended up going to prison, you need to recognize the very fact that the baby was in your womb is a miracle. It's a blessing. Mary, what you carrying makes you a blessing. Mothers, those that are carrying now, God told me to tell you what you're carrying makes you a blessing. Oh, you may throw up back pains, all kind of stuff, but don't forget what you're carrying makes you a blessing. Yeah, yeah. So again, the reason I call this message real mothers is because there are so many today that are masquerading as mothers. They're masquerading as mothers. I, 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 you know, and I know we were moving along in, 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 in time and space and 
what some call progress. I understand. I read my Bible. But I still cringe when I hear someone on television say, oh, yeah, I'm like this because of my two mothers. Unless you're talking about your grandmama and your mama. You just got one mama. The other one is masquerading. Oh, God. I, I know y'all got, I know y'all got plans for Mother's Day. We do too. Got to be at the restaurant at a certain time, but I promise you, man, I'm feeling this thing today. See, 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 motherhood is a special assignment from God. Motherhood. See, see, I'm, 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 this whole 25 years and memories, I'm just, I'm just being overwhelmed by so many memories. I, it's hard sometimes, even if I'm not in the pulpit. Let me just say this. My great mother, my late great mother, Cecilia Jane Logan, was a mother. Uh, we, 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 me and Pastor ever talk about this. Uh, my, my mother, it, she, it was, you know, it was common for her to say, you don't mess with me and my three. She raised three boys by herself. You didn't mess with her children. Mama bear? Nah, no, no. And I honor her by living right. I honor her by becoming what she said I would always become. I honor her because she nurtured me to become a nice, decent, law-abiding Christian man. It, it, it grieves me when I see folk living differently than their parents lived. Your parents didn't live like that, and your mama sure didn't teach you that. Why are you doing that? See, God uses mothers to transport his special gifts, children, into the earth so that we can make a difference. If you don't raise your children to make a difference, you're dishonoring God and don't understand the gift. You don't understand the gift you were given. You just had the kids. Put a big TV in front of them, gave them an iPhone or iPad. You don't know what you've been given. You ain't no real mother. Not in the truest sense of the word, as I understand it biblically. You don't understand. Children are not accidents after a sexual encounter. Let me say that again, because y'all don't even know how to respond to that. Somebody, uh, uh, somebody clap. Usually in church, people say, amen. You forgot we in church. Amen. Children are not an accident after you have a sexual encounter. Amen. Neither are they products of an unfortunate event. You better use the Holy Ghost. Motherhood is a special assignment that many take for granted. Come on, Pastor. Come on up. Come on up. Come on. Give God glory as she comes up. We make this transition. Come on. Give him glory. We're talking about real mothers. We need some real mothers in the house.
Thank you, Jesus. Happy Mother's Day to all of you, all beautiful mothers. Um, God has given me a word for all the women, all the women, all the women. Um, and, you, and it can be found in Isaiah 54, but you know, while you're turning to Isaiah 54, I want you to know that God went through great lengths, widths, depths, and heights for his love over you. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and, and acquainted with grief. And we hid as if our faces, and we hid, I'm sorry, as it were our faces from him. What? He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But, this is what we quote all the time, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Mothers, mothers, what do mothers want? Mothers want signs, miracles, and wonders to happen for our children. Mothers want healings and deliverances to manifest over our children. Mothers want blessings to flow and overflow in our lives. We thank God for mothers that know how to pray, that won't mind getting on their knees. Mothers, mothering don't stop when you're grown and gone from the home, mothering don't stop. I wish somebody would have told me that my job wasn't over when my kids got grown. You know, do you know that you pray even harder when they're out of the house than you do when they were at home? When the phone rings in the middle of the night, you are wondering, is that my child, is something happened? We don't know a mother is to be esteemed highly and greatly. A mother carries a lot. She carries a load. She carries a weight. She carries pain. She carries your hurts and your wounds. She carries your scars. She carries everything about you. A real mother. A mother will go through great lengths for her child. She ain't going to let you hurt not too long. But she will strengthen you. A mother. A mother wants her child to live in peace and comfort. A mother wants breakthroughs in their children's lives. A mother. A real mother. Do y'all know that the systems of this world have been trying to take out our children? Let me tell y'all, you can't watch even an innocent TV show. You can't even watch the cooking channel nowadays because, you know, they got all these um, flavors and, and, and personality types. The LGBTQIAP is pedophiles because you do know that pedophilia is legal in California. So if you're trying to move 
you're trying to make a move to California, I would rethink it. If you're trying to go to Atlanta, which is the black gay capital, and I think Houston is second in the running, you think you go, I had a girlfriend that left Illinois and went there and thought she had a man, but she had, she ain't had no man, she ain't had no man. She ain't had no man, I'm sorry y'all. I'm sorry, she, he was not interested in her. All these handsome, that's why we gotta teach, equip, and train our children. We don't know what's going on. You just cannot sit them down with these things in, in their hands. Cause you don't know how cunning, evil, slick, and sly the enemy is. You really don't know. You don't know. You think they looking up Bugs Bunny or, or um, the latest TikTok thing that, you know, they, they said they, they was dancing. But where all these little nasty moves come? Like, you better not move, you better not move like that again. I'm telling you, I'm tell, I tell my little nieces, my little nephews, I tell them, I tell them, where, where y'all get this mess from? Uh-uh, uh-uh, go, so, go somewhere and sit down. Sit your butt down. Sit down. Isaiah 54, it says, Sing, O barren woman, thou that didst not hear. Break forth into singing. And cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married. Wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent in your community, in your home, in your neighborhood, at the family reunion, let me tell you, you can't sit back and not say nothing. Enlarge your tents. Let them know that God is on the inside of you and you ain't finna come up in here acting crazy, acting like you ain't got no good seats. Because I'm a real mama. Your mama may not have taught you, but I'm going to teach you something. And guess what? Those are the children that when they get grown, they're going to come back and they're going to love you. And they ain't going to respect their mama. They're going to respect you. I'm telling you what I know. So enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. I think I got to go back to my little notes here. Because I want all the women to know that God is undeniably and unequivocally in love with us girls. Yes, he is. 
God has in Isaiah 54, God has something to say about the desolate woman, the barren woman, and the widows. He wants you and I to know that you are loved and celebrated. Y'all can finish reading the whole chapter because I know Bishop want to get back up here and I want to hear him because he showed up was preaching. And not only was he preaching, but he was telling the truth. God has something to say about the desolate woman, the barren woman, um, the battered, the abused woman, the neglected woman, the woman that's alone, that don't know her, her identity. God has something to say about the widows. God has something to say about all of us girls. He wants you to know that you will be loved and you will be celebrated. You won't be deserted or put to shame. You won't be rejected nor neglected. You don't have to give up on your hopes nor your dreams. You won't have to grieve like you've been grieving over the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years like Sarah and Rachel and Hannah. God will, he will, he promises, he will take care of you. Those of us that may be experiencing um, infertility or have suffered a miscarriage, or those that are grieving due to a divorce, you know, you don't have to die. You know, your husband don't have to die in order for you to grieve. Due to a divorce, the pain, the misery, and the rejection, the battering and the abuse, you know, like Bishop used to say, you know, you was body slammed on Monday, kicked down the stairs on Tuesday, slapped on Wednesday, bit, bit on Thursday, uh, robbed on Friday. I mean, you know, he went all the way down the list, kind of like the 77 baby showers. Mm -mm. <laughs> um, this, this, I mean, God is in love with you. He wants you to know that you can rejoice. That's a promise. God made us a promise. He's going to keep every one of his promises. Every one of his promises are yea, yes, and amen. You can say amen about that because God, he ain't like him. He ain't like them. He's going to keep every one of his promises because he loves you. Hey, y'all, happy I see you, girl. Hey, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. All of y'all, I love, you know, I love everybody. I'm just so country. I'm country. That's what you do. When people ride down the street, you got to come outside and wave. Hey. So, but you won't have to fear being disgraced in the family, on the job, nor in the community. God won't let you be humiliated. He will bestow upon you unquestionable value and love and honor. You won't be ashamed of the Lord being your husband. Not, not you, not you. The Holy One of Israel wants to marry me, wants to come in covenant with me. God won't let us be ashamed. He will give you a name, a rightful name, and you won't ever have to worry about getting divorced. You won't ever have to worry about being uh, abused and misused and mishandled and mistreated. You ain't got to worry. No, not you, not you, not you. The Lord God Almighty himself commits to you. He will make a commitment that can't be broken. He has compassion and love for you. He made a pledge of divine choice. He chose you. You didn't choose him. He chose you first. Jesus took on our suffering and became a willing sacrifice for you and, and for I so that we won't have to endure great humiliation and abandonment nor rejection. He is a great husband and has gone through great lengths, as I said earlier, 
um, widths, depths, and heights for you to get your eternal reward. It ain't enough that you can get what you what you gonna get down here, cause it's coming. You ain't got to worry. It's coming now and forever. You got something that's coming that's eternal on the earth. He pledges you his everlasting love. He has given you a reason to celebrate. You are a mother. And God is your husband. So how are you going to raise the children that God has given you? God will bring you through life's most unexpected situations. God will give you his peace. He will give you joy. He will give you new hope in failed relationships with your children. Some of us, you know, we, we haven't talked to our children in years. But God still made us a promise. He said if you would train them up in the way that they shall go, the word that was spoken unto them, that word will not return unto God void. It will accomplish in the place where it's been sent. So children, please take heed to what your parents are saying to you, what your mama is saying to you. Mama got wisdom. Mama got some wisdom. You know, we, we always say God the Father. But, you know, some little kids, they smart enough, they want to say, well, if God is our father, who is our mother? The word, the word, the word, the word, the word. So take heed because the Bible makes mention of the word being wisdom and it's likened to a woman. God bless you. Praise God, Pastor. Because you a real mother. Looking all angelic with your white on. I know your children got some jokes for you. I'm going to let them. <laughs> Come on, let's thank God for Pastor Deborah. Come on. She's a real mother. Thank God for her in my life, the mother of my only two children that she has helped raise wonderfully. Amen. You know, it, 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 it really, yeah, it really means something to number one, be able to discern the word and rightly divide it. But it also means something when you live in it. Y'all, you are, most of you, many of you, seeing us raise these children. So you need to thank the Lord. We're giving God the glory. It's doable. You can raise decent children. Let's, let's finish this. Psalm 27. Thank you so much, Pastor. That was so good. Psalm 127, verse 3. Lo. Children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Let me read it again. Psalm 127.3. Lo, children are a heritage. That means property, possession, and a gift of the Lord. Our children belong to God. They were in his mind before they were in your womb. 
You can't mistreat your children. You know, we grew up, my generation, I don't think they talk too much like this anymore. But the late, great C.J. Logan, she would say this in a heartbeat. I brought you in the world, I'll take you out. <laughs> well, really, she didn't have the right to take us out. Because we belong to the Lord. He just lent us to her. See, children are the product of God, not nature and not science. I feel like quickening, like an old Pentecostal preacher. Children are not the product of science. Stop letting science tell you what they want to give your children to calm them down. Parent your children. Pray over your daughter. Stop letting them give them shots and medication. Science does not control your children. Some folk, your children got more medication than a 90-year-old senior citizen. Because you let science tell you how to control your children's attitude. Children are products of God. We all came from the mind of God. Those of us that are truly human. You better hear what I'm saying. Children are to be considered blessings and gifts from God, not problems. That's why you're a bad parent, because you see your kids as problems. <sighs> And, and, and sadly, and some of you know this, this is why some of you didn't laugh, because you couldn't. Because some of you know that these, these teenage girls, 12, 13, 14, that are not developed mentally and spiritually and emotionally, the reason they kill their children or leave them, because they don't understand. This child is a problem. I can't go to the club. I'm trying to play video games. This child keeps crying. I just want the child to stop crying. They don't understand. If you don't understand, like the late, great Dr. Miles Monroe said, if you don't know the purpose for children, don't have them. You can hashtag that and send it around the world. Let it go viral. If you don't know the purpose of children, don't have them. You will abuse them. You won't understand they're a blessing. That child crying right now is a blessing. They're not problems that you got to take care of. They're not expenses. I can't take care of these kids. They're too expensive. Why? Because you want to be out in the streets. You're trying to look like Kim Kardashian. You're trying to buy all designer stuff. So you ain't buying no pampers. Y'all still love me. Okay, take your mask down, smile just real quick, and then put it back up. <laughs> Hear this. I'm almost finished. It's hard, man. It's hard to inconvenience a real mother. It's hard for children 
to inconvenience a real mother. I'm old school. I told you about my mama. My mother worked at a factory with men while she went to college to get her nursing degree. She did whatever she had to do to raise, house, feed, clothe, and train her young children. There was nothing that you could inconvenience my mother with when it came to her children. A mother will work two jobs, three jobs. Watch this, watch this. I'm not sanctioning this, but I'm just talking about mothers, real mothers. Some real mothers will date a knucklehead just because he got some money. Come on, let's be real. Stop tripping. You know some of y'all dated that man because you needed some money. It was rough. You had a rough patch, and that brother was nice and kind and had some money. He wasn't real swift. He may not even love God. He may have said God twice. Oh, he's a Christian. <laughs> Jesus, let me get myself together. <laughs> Jesus. Remember. Real mothers, it's very difficult to inconvenience them. So real mothers don't abandon their children. They ain't leaving their children at the fire department. Real mothers don't abandon their children by leaving them by themselves with a phone or a computer. I am back. You was in the other room. You wouldn't think nothing about there was no monitor in there to see what they you just abandoned the baby because you wanted to go and do what you wanted to do in the other room. Yes. 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 Real mothers don't abandon their children to the streets. Well, I don't know what to do, Bishop. You just keep, you know, you abandoning them. You did that. You let the streets have that boy. Now, again, I'm not recommending any of these things that I'm saying that my mother did. It just happened to work for us. She said, I ain't having no thief, no homosexual, or no liar in my house. I ain't raising them. And so, you know, three boys can be, you know, kind of rough, especially when we start getting to be that teenage. And I hope my family don't get, but I'm helping somebody when I tell this story. That's why sometimes it's rough to be a preacher and you got family. Why do you say that? I mean, we sit down, we're teenagers. My brothers are arguing, sitting at the table. My mother kept saying, stop it, stop it. Next thing you know, a steak knife. Again, I'm not recommending these things. I'm just telling you my experience. And of course, you know, after that steak knife flew by one of them's ear, she got everybody's attention then. See, sometimes you got to do something to get your son's attention to get that boy out the streets. You ain't going to keep going out there. Now, what that is, you need to ask God. James 1.17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. 
It comes down from the Father, capital F, Father of lights, Father of spirits, in whom there is no variableness, neither is there shadow of turning. Hear me and hear me well. Children are gifts from the father of spirits given through mothers who understand what they've been given. Do you really understand what God gave you when he gave you a child? My brothers and my sisters, our children are more than flesh and blood. Repeat that after me. Our children are more than flesh and blood. They're spirits. They're eternal spirits. Our children are eternal spirits. We need to consider where they're going to spend eternity while they live in your house. I know some of us black parents just don't want them to go to prison, but there's an eternal prison called the lake of fire. I know we want them to get educated and get degrees. You better teach them who God is because a whole lot of smart people going to hell. I think this might be my last scripture because I don't know if y'all can take too much of this. Psalm 127, verses 4 and 5. The children born when one is young are like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Verse 5. Happy is the man whose quiver is full of them. They shall not be put to shame when they speak with their enemies at the gate. The children born to us in our youth are like arrows of a warrior. Arrows are meant to be directed, pointed, aimed in the direction they're to go in. That's what we're supposed to do with our children. <laughs> Forgive me, son, one last time, maybe. I pointed him away from the NBA because that wasn't his destiny. He was mad for a minute, but it's my responsibility. It's my responsibility as well as Pat to point our arrows in the direction they're gifted and anointed to go in. Stop letting your children be what they want to be. See, that goes against society right there. See that? You can't swallow that, see, because you can't swallow that. It's our job as parents to look inside of our children and see their gifts. Not to mention, look back into your DNA. Look at your family DNA. Look at what gifts are automatically in your lineage. This is why, and I will have a lot of time. This is why we always for years would tell people before you get married, learn the family you're marrying into. Go back as many, get Dr. Henry Louis Gates. Trace them all the way back to the Mayflower. <laughs> they probably wouldn't know the Mayflower, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Something pop up, oh, that's that DNA from 1670. 
You need to know what to pray against and then pray for. I speak this over somebody's life prophetically as a word of wisdom, word of knowledge. You don't even know that a hundred years ago there were doctors in your family. But because of history and broken promises and lies, that, that lineage and that knowledge was broken and nobody knows. But I speak it right now. You're going to discover that there were scientists and smart, creative people in your family that you need to tell your children so they don't do dumb stuff and try to be an MBA. All of them. Goodness. Children. Are arrows in the hand of a warrior. Parents, we're to be warriors. You, we are to aim. Now watch this. And I, I, I watch this. We are to aim our children at the enemies that have come against our family through generations. Oh, I'm not gonna let this happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you, train you up, and you're gonna fight this. This will no longer fight against us and win. Stop letting your children become what. My mother, you ain't going to be stupid. The Bible says, happy is the man who's quiver. That's where the arrows are stored. If you got plenty arrows, plenty of them. <sighs> Children to be raised up, trained to fight against the things that have fought against us. Racism, fatherlessness. Crime. Don't let your children just fall into crime. Poverty, lack of education, religiosity, religiousness. Don't let them just be religious. Lack of unity and generational curses. Again, I mentioned this as I get ready to close. Many of you talked about, or I talked about uh, the, the uh, appointment of Supreme Court Judge Katanji Brown Jackson. Here's, here's why she was challenged with her definition. Gender defined by law, this is what I read, is an individual's actual or perceived sex. We could all fall out and be resurrected right there. I, I really almost fell out. This is, this, is, this is what law, this is gender defined by law today. It's an individual's actual or perceived sex. So if a person just want to be a man today, while they're a woman, you got to let them be a woman. Uh, it's their actual or perceived sex, gender, identity, self-image, appearance, behavior, or expression. This is, this is, this is sad. Whether or not that gender identity, self-image, appearance, behavior, or expression is different from the traditionally associated with sex assigned at birth. What? You just said God ain't real. You just said God didn't create man and female. That's what that says. Did you catch that? So that means a woman, a sister or a mother is now defined not by sex, but by a person's choice. That is not a real mother. Amen. 
That's a perceived mother, a wannabe mother. Somebody that wants to nurture you and train you up in the way the devil or the world wants you to go. See, the problem is, and I got to stop because I know y'all ready to eat. See, the problem is God has assigned, Pastor Deborah talked about it, honor to real mothers. Only mothers that God defined as mothers get the honor that God bestows upon them. We got people thinking they deserve the honor of being a husband and wife when God says you're not. So they're getting tax benefits and all kind of stuff that some of us can't even get. You better hear the preacher today. God said, honor thy father and thy mother. So your days will be long on the land he gives you. That's only everyone stand, please. That only applies to real mothers, not perceived mothers, not legally defined mothers, biblically defined mothers. And as I close, I was so glad to see everybody come to church today that came. Mothers, I've greeted already. But I was really glad when I saw Mother Hayes. And we have good church mothers. Clap, clap again, clap again. Because see, in order to be a real mother, you don't, you don't have to have given birth to children through your womb. But you're nurturing and care for children over the years has made you a mother. And we, as in many Pentecostal churches, it is the tradition that we recognize senior women as church mothers. That's why we affectionately refer to mother this, mother this, mother. And it's biblical because Paul tells his spiritual son, Timothy, in 1 Timothy 5, 2, he says, son, treat the older women like mothers. Mother Hayes helped us raise Cameron and Lexus. She would babysit years and years ago. Mother Hayes has been a mother to me. My mother's been gone 16 years. I was raised around older people. My mother was 35 years old. That was considered old in 1960 when she gave birth to me. So I'm used to being around older people. I'm used to hearing from older people. I tend to gravitate a little more towards older people than I do younger people, even though I love all people. And Mother Hayes, as well as many of the other mothers in this church, has nurtured me, has encouraged me, has strengthened me. She's a real mother. She's given birth to no children of her own. But she's taught children. She's trained 
children and all the mothers in here just like that. You may have never given birth, Deaconess Veronica, to other children, but you've nurtured them, you've trained them, you've loved them. You're a real mother. We salute all real mothers. Today, we give God glory for you because we're all better. Because you wouldn't allow us to stay confused. You wouldn't allow us to miss our purpose and our destiny. You remind us who we are in God. Lift your hands in this building. I want to pray for every mother. Every real mother. You're valuable. Where would we be without you? Those that have lost mothers. There's somebody in your life that God wants to allow you to be a son or a daughter to her. They want to nurture you and pray for you and encourage you. They want to hug you from time to time and say, I just feel like praying for you. They may not put a dollar or five dollars in your hand, but they're your mother and you need the training, you need the love, you need the direction, you need the encouragement. Those are the people I'm praying for today. Don't you give up. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it doesn't look like people are listening. Sometimes it seems like they're doing the opposite of what you said and what you prayed but we need you and I plead, I plead the blood of Jesus over you I speak healing over your body I speak strength into your body I speak wisdom into your spirit to give to us in this time of need may the anointing of the Holy Spirit be heavy upon your life may people encounter God when they encounter you even if you don't even open up your mouth and say anything may the presence and the power of God convict people of their sin, their wrongdoing, and their ignorance. Be strong, mothers, in these last and evil days. We need you. We need you. We need to see you correcting your children in the grocery store in love. We need to know that you're not going to let them be menaces to society. We need to see you letting your children dress well but not overdoing it. We need to see the wisdom that you carry and how you raise, teach, train, cover your children. I thank you today for what you're doing that only you can do. The honor that you placed on mothers May they walk in it. May they walk in it. Don't you go out of the house looking any kind of way. You a mother. Think about what you're putting on that your children are watching you wear. There's honor on you that God the Father put on you. I speak it into your spirit and I remind you of it. In Jesus name. Anybody in here that's not born again and want to join this church, put, raise your hand right now. I'm just going to go straight there. You want to join? Raise your hand. You want to join? You want to join? See, I'm going to say this again in love. If there's nobody that wants to join, that means you ain't witnessing to nobody and bringing somebody with you. This is what we have to do. We can't just be us-minded. Amen. If anybody needs healing in your body, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Everyone stretch your hands if your hand is not raised. Stretch your hands towards somebody near you that needs healing in their body. Gracious Heavenly Father, we just left the season of resurrection.
we just talked about the cross. Pastor Deborah just read out of Isaiah 53, you were bruised, you were wounded for our transgressions, you were bruised for their iniquities. The chastisement of their peace is upon you. By your stripes, we declare and decree healing from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Take pain away now in the name of Jesus. Take pain and all discomfort away right now. Let the healing balm of Gilead, the healing hand of God touch you, heal you, deliver you, and take sickness and disease out of your life for time and eternity, all for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now give God a hand of praise. Bless your heart. Come on, bless him. Bless him really, really good. He... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. My mother was a real mother. It took me some time to discover it. But when I first discovered it, I'll never forget falling at her feet, crying, and telling her anything I can do, anything I can give you, you're worthy of it. Today, Jesus, thank you for mothers present and past. Thank you most of all for real mothers. May we recognize them, identify them, honor and celebrate them, not just today, but every day they're in our presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.